Hoody ho! Guys, we are back with episode 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is just gonna be a quick intro. Uh, this is a very important episode that I needed to get off my chest. Uh, before I get to it, again, of course, you guys, please subscribe, um, comment, and put five stars if that's how you feel. And uh, just off the top, all I wanted to talk about today was about my uncle Junior. Well, not today, but just this part right here, this segment. Uh, I wanted to talk about my uncle Junior. Um, right now, he's battling cancer. Um, he's a really good guy. I have many, many good memories with him. I don't have any bad, really. Uh, even though he's he's on the Puerto Rican side of my family, and even though he's not, um, even though we haven't talked in a long time, up until about a month ago where we talked a couple times on the phone. I called him to make sure he's okay. You know, you know, he's in remission and all that. And he's just been fighting and fighting. And you know how cancer is. It usually doesn't stop until it wins. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to die. I don't know. He's fighting. He's got a good spirit. And uh, he's got a lot of people who care about him. And like I said, I have a lot of memories of just him coming over and watching Eagles games with us and um, eating food and laughing and you know, he's, he could be a very quiet guy, kind of shy sometimes and stays in my, to himself, but he's a really good person and uh, I really hope he's going to do, well, I hope he's going to push through and and beat this. Uh, so we're all here for you, buddy, and um, keep fighting. Love you, buddy. And uh, yeah, let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Okay, guys, I'm gonna sit down in the recliner. And we're gonna we're gonna knock this episode out. <clears throat> um, this is the one beyond just the depression one. This is the one I really was kind of avoiding until the right time. But seeing how I talked about my uncle Junior, it's just it seemed. And again, it's the right time as far as the climate we're in. Um, and I want to give this the proper respect and merit it deserves. And we're going to talk about race. Um, this is not the direction I was going to go with this episode, this week's episode. But I think it's super important. And one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it is because... I don't want to do it just because it's topical. Um, I also want to give it its proper respect because there's a lot of people like my teacher, my resource teacher, Miss Johnson, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, she's a black... Christian strong woman who doesn't take anybody shit but has great advice. I always called her the black Dr. Phil. She said Dr. Phyllis. Um, but she always taught me a lot of things and most of it didn't even have anything to do with race, but it was just I love her and will always be there for her because she did a lot for me. And people like her or my therapist Cherie or, you know, my friend Roxy or Dunya or Sophia or anybody who's a different culture than me. All my, my family uh, on the Spanish side, Nano, and, you know, I can't disrespect them. One, because I love them, but two, you know, I don't want to get all the calls of saying, well, what are you doing? Why are you saying these things? Not that, I, not that I'm holding back or going to say something different. I just want to make sure I think everything through and say everything I want to say before or think it before I say it. 
Um, but before we get deep into this, I want to give you the background of why I'm doing this and how race is important in my life. So obviously, we at the top of the podcast, we talked about my Uncle Junior, right? Well, you know, that's the Puerto Rican side of my family. I am a white boy, even though I jokingly say I'm a white boy with a little flavor because I delve into different cultures. I don't disrespect the culture. I, I learn. And it's not just why well, I love the food. You know, I try to get into the music and what how family oriented they are, and, and and you know, there's there's so many different things you can learn if you just pick up a book or read a doc, you know, watch a documentary, read a book, um, you know, or just find some people that are different. Different is okay, guys. It really is, and that's kind of been the theme of this podcast, anyways, or one of the themes, um, and so. My mom met my sister's dad, or my yeah, my sister's dad Lee, who became a stepdad to me, and it was a good guy. Um, you know, we had a little falling out, but we we managed to patch it all back together because life is precious, and it's so easy to just forget about, or it's so easy to dwell in the bullshit when in reality, there's so much more worth living for, and you know. We played a big part in each other's lives. So, and he supports the podcast and, you know, keep in touch. And, and it's all pleasantries and great. And I'm, I'm, you know, I love the guy and I'm really happy he's back in my life. Same with, you know, a lot of the Spanish part of my family are all coming back around because we all kind of went in different directions. Um, but when it comes to, if you guys hear water in the background, that's my kitty's, uh, that's bullets, uh, uh, water fountain so if you hear water that's what it is um but anyway it gives it a little uh ambience uh didn't know beyond my crappy voice okay uh so you know he would kind of you know he would talk about these different people in his family and I was like, oh, you know, my niece Jackie, and, and, and you know, and he would talk about all these people. I don't, you know, they were just kind of figures for a while because I'm like five years old, four years old, and then eventually they kind of introduced me to individual people, and I I bond with them, and they were all so kind and nice to me. And the idea of race never mattered because I didn't know what any of that shit was. You know, as Rachel's made me adopt this slogan of mine of the people who see the most see the least and the people who see the least see the most well my eyes are crap but i see a lot of shit i'm aware of what goes on i try to educate myself into learning about other people before i just talk about them or judge them um you know to me martin luther king's quote of you know i'm probably gonna buffer this a little bit you know, I won't judge you based on the color of your skin, but of the content of your character. And that's the truest thing I don't think I've ever heard anyone say. Because it's 100% accurate. That's, or it's 100% how people should live, and that's how I live my life. You know, and I, I feel like if I never had this huge part of my life of learning this new culture... I don't know who I'd be. I can't say I would be a racist. I can't say I would be a terrible person. I can't say anything because we don't know. It's all hearsay. Um, but I do know they they taught me a lot of things about myself, mainly more in hindsight now because now I appreciate them so much more. 
And there will always be family. Blood doesn't mean shit. You're either a good person or you're not. And if you're not, you're not in my life. Um, and you try to make amends with all the people you can, but there's some people you just can't help. Um, and there's bad people in every race and every culture, religion, and so on and so on. But being around, you know, Macho and Lali and, and, and Nano and Jackie and Bonnie and the multiple Eddies <laughs> um, and Natalie and Junior. Like, there's so many. Jolanda, like, we, you know, Ray, like, they, they were all so good to me. And I never felt like the white boy. Like, yeah, I was in certain neighborhoods where I was the white boy and people would say, hey, white boy, whatever. You know, there's funny times where I'd be over in Anna's house and we would be playing video games and just enjoying each other's company and having a good old time where race didn't play not even an inkling of a part of what we were doing. And then I would just take off and go buy snacks down at the local store. And what would end up happening is, sorry guys, I forgot to turn my bathroom light on and the fan goes on. Um, But what ended up happening is I'm just down there and, you know, there's some undesirables rocking around. And no, that is not a code word for black people or some other goofy shit people try to come up with. But there's always people watching and I'm just this naive doo 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 white boy. Well, I'm not paying it. I don't care about race. I don't care about like the difference in people because I don't understand any of that. So I'm just going around like everybody's good. Well, no one did anything to me. But then Nano and some of them had to come find me because it's like, well, where's he at? Oh, he's down at the store by himself. It's only a block away, but it's like people get robbed all the time. Um, But again, they were protective of me. And they knew. Like, I remember going to a basketball court with them. They were like, you should pull your shorts down a little bit because they're going to make fun of you like crazy because you're wearing shorter shorts. And I'm like, oh, guys, come on. But they were right. Um, And like I said, they protected me. and, And that meant everything to me. Especially now. And, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, I, I think I should also say they also had a kid, which is my sister. Um, I know people are like, he's got a sister he's never mentioned her. I know. Maybe another day. I bullet. And he goes back up on the shoe rack again. Um, but yes, have not mentioned her. And it's a complicated situation, but she's, she's doing okay. Um... But but delving into this whole other situation was so new, but so new to me. But it also transferred over into other aspects of my life. You know, learning the the the, the food and the music and all the different parts of the culture when I went to school. You know, I had a lot. I mean. Middle school, especially, I didn't have any white friends. Maybe Medina was half white, but everyone else was pretty much black or Asian or, or Spanish. Um, and and then even in in high school, like I was joked about how you know we were like a Bonton commercial or something. Some insert, you know, a commercial or an ad where you just see all these people you know don't even know each other, don't hang out, but they're different ethnicities and it's like look we are we're you know we welcome all and all comes here and it's like nah it's a full of shit but that was really my lunch table you know like lamar was black and medina was 
half black and half white. And then Chris, and he was half black, half Puerto Rican. You know, Rocky was Chinese. You know, there was a bunch of us, and we were all just different. Bruce was all black. All black. That just sounds weird. Um, but we would make fun of each other and tease each other all the time. And we would say certain things, and people would just, like, overhear us. I remember one time I was making fun of Bruce for just whatever. I'd said he looked like burnt toast or, or some shit. I don't know. He made fun of me for some white thing. And, and so we were just kind of going at each other, and a couple of black kids walked by. And they were like, what did he say? We just kind of took up for each other and just was like, just relax. We're, we're joking with each other type of thing. Um, and it also translated to my dating life. Like, first girl I ever dated was was um, Hispanic. Um, you know, and I, you know, another thing I joked about was that I completed the racial rainbow, which is like something you say that I made up in my 20s where I basically said I slept with different, you know, all the major different cultures, I guess. You know, black, Hispanic, Asian, white, whatever. And, um, yeah, and it, it's like, it became a theme. It wasn't this, like, f- like, full of shit or I'm trying to be, like, when I said I was trying to be something that I'm not, it wasn't, um, oh, damn it, I keep bumping my, uh, dresser thingy. Um, it wasn't this, you know, made up facade of, oh, I'm just trying to fit in with different people no i just wanted to be liked by anybody it wasn't anything like that now i mean you know i had my phase where i had like really baggy clothes that would fall down my ass like that was kind of the thing back then i was trying to you know what some people would say the wigger culture or whatever you want to call it. i don't even know it was a culture but the, the, whatever it is uh and my uncle called me that and i hated it because he didn't understand me i mean he would still say that about me now and it's like I'm nothing like that. Yeah, I wear Tim's or Jordan's or whatever, but it's like I am the furthest thing from that. I'm kind of some hybrid of just I'm, I'm a, some white guy just likes a different likes different culture and music, and I don't just kind of stick to my own. And um, which is you know I think what a lot of people should do. It's it's a good thing. Um, you know, stop perpetuating these shitty stereotypes that we all kind of fall into um and it sucks because that's what a lot of people gave me for gave me shit for forever about just being trying to be black or be whatever and then you realize or you hear how i talk or so on it's like oh i don't know know what this is which is fine because that's another theme of my life so i kind of you know, I kind of give you this quick little rundown of all these incidences of, or times in my life where people who mean a lot to me are different cultures and are, look nothing like me. And, you know, even with the visually impaired thing, you know, a lot of us, you know, a lot of the friends I had that were different uh, ethnicities were different colors. And we were bonded by that, by the impairment of our vision, which sucks. <clears throat> Excuse me. But again, like, so if we fast forward to now with all these protests and the writing and all that, you know, the things that's missing now is context, you know, with this cancel culture was context and intent. 
See, the problem is people can say something 60 years ago. Somebody can do something in their home. Somebody, anything could, Any of these situations can happen. And people are like, well, we got to cancel them because they did this, did that. What people don't realize is like, one, everybody says stupid shit. Everybody. Everybody, if you take certain things out of context, you can manipulate it in a way to where it sounds horrible. And please, I know. And you can't you can't just read a headline and just go, oh, made my mind up. You have to read you have to go read into multiple sides of it. You can't just you know, to me, it's like, a, um, you know, like if you're, you know, like a Facebook profile, or some kind of profile where you know how they kind of make you move the picture around to where you kind of get the angle of the best angle you want of your face. But you can't get the full ratio of the picture. But what we need to do is we need to scroll all the way out because we're too zoomed in. We only see what we want to see uh, or we only see what's right in front of us instead of digging deeper because that that takes time. And that takes effort. So if you hear noise, sorry guys, I leave the, the window open for Bullet and he just spreads out up there on the shoe rack and he's investigating uh, the neighborhood. That's his thing. He's a cutie though. Um, so yeah, when we get into all these protests and all that, you know, one of the things I want to say, and again, this is going to be, as a disclaimer, this is going to be a controversial episode. This is going to be, you know, I might get some crap for this, but you know what? You got to go against the grain eventually. You can't just sit back and give you the same opinions that everyone else does. Because that's the problem with these, like, so-called celebrities like LeBron James, who... Just comes out and watches a video, watch, sees a headline, and just says justice for Jacob Blake. And it's like, Jacob Blake raped a woman. And no, did he deserve to get paralyzed? Probably not. But you know what? It's not, that's not cherishing him. It's some kind of, it's, it's not making him some martyr or hero. Um, and that, and that's what we need to get into. We can't, we, we, we let these, Special interest group like PETA or um, Me Me Too movement or Black Lives Matter, all these different groups tell you. I mean, PETA not as much, but you know, a lot of them they do they do want to tell you how you should think and feel, and that goes with the media, that goes with social media, that goes with you know all kind of television, just internet blogs and all that. That's how it is. They want you to think a certain way. That that that's it. It is what it is, guys. And we and anybody who has a different way of thinking, either gets silenced or killed. You know, Martin Luther King killed, trying to bring blacks and whites together. How'd that work out for him? As amazing as it was, he got killed. And um, you can't. How do I put this like so like let's just say with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's it started off as something positive. Now they're making millions of billions of dollars. And you know all these black communities now that are being burnt down in these riots. Guess what the Black Lives Matter movement is doing? I can tell you one of the things they're not doing, and that's putting the money back into those neighborhoods to rebuild them. And that's what it comes down to. 
they're corrupt. And I always say, like, we have to stop being so biased and just looking at each other's skin color and not only just judging each other, but also looking at the people who look like us and thinking they're our ally because they look like us. Because I guarantee you, if you really look at yourself in the mirror and you really think, hey, you know, the people that have screwed me the most in my life are what? And in my life, it's white. And I'm sure if you really, really break it down, you'll realize the people who screwed you the most and the wor- the hardest are the people who look like you. And it, it, it doesn't stop here. You know, it, it, it or doesn't, you know, it's an absolute, it's absolutely valid in this situation because, you know, even though there are still plenty of good black people trying to fight for justice and, and, and mean well, some of them are also misguided because they just are going along with whatever. But some of them, uh, but a lot of them are full of shit and they're taking advantage of these good people who are just trying to live and survive this crazy world we're in that has been unfair for them for so long. Um, And the media pinpoints these little things. Like they know the people that are most sensitive. Black people are extremely sensitive to... uh, Racism, but also police brutality. If you think about the Breonna Taylor situation, back to like LeBron James, he just posts justice for Breonna Taylor, not giving a shit about a cop being shot, not giving a shit about the facts that they really did have a a warrant to be there. Um, you know that the fact that they were peddling drugs and. You know, yeah, Breonna Taylor should not have. She should not be dead, and that that's a that's it's very unfortunate. But she got herself into some of these circumstances. That doesn't mean you deserve to die, but these are the type of things that come from it. And you know, LeBron James, Beyonce, and all these other celebrities come out. They don't ever say, "Hey, you know." Justice for Breonna Taylor, but you know, it's not right that, you know, those drugs that she was peddling for her ex-boyfriend, um, you know, it sucks that that killed some black people in the community and got people addicted and ruined a lot of people's lives. Because again, it's not this blurry gray area that we all, or, you know, or it, it is really, but we're not, it's not always black and white, pun intended or not intended. Um, it's a lot grayer than we want to imagine because you have to dig deeper to figure out all this shit. You can't just look at things on face value and just go, ah, okay, cool. No, everything is complicated, especially race. And, you know, how come Black Lives Matter or LeBron or whoever has not come out and said justice for Brandon Hendricks? Do you guys know who he is? Probably not. He was a kid that was killed in New York. I'm not. It was Brooklyn. It was one of the one of the boroughs in New York, and he was killed two days later after graduating high school. His mom and his family were so proud of him. He's a good-looking kid. He was a good basketball player. And he was trying to make something of his life, and he went through high school and got good grades. And two days later, he gets gunned out. I believe gunned down. I believe outside his school. And the reason why the media didn't talk about him 
is because he's just a casualty of war, casualty of black on black crime, not a, you know, he's not he wasn't gunned down by the police or a, a white police officer or a white person. He was gunned down by his own people. And there's so many stories. If you look at the news in the last so many weeks and months, people being shot in Chicago and New York and Philly, it's all gang violence related. And so when you say Black Lives Matter, they absolutely positively matter. But they matter no matter who kills you. You don't take the issue of Black Lives Matter when a white cop shoots you because that's, you know, that has happened in the past. Guess what? It, they matter no matter what, and you've got to stop pushing these bullshit agendas just so you can get somebody in a white in the White House. Because the reality is, no, I'm not the biggest Trump supporter, and I'm not going to vote. And I think you're, I think it's ridiculous if you do vote because neither one of them is going to change anything. <laughs> But what people don't realize is violence was way higher. It's going down, actually. Violence is, was way higher under the Obama administration. And that was black-on-black crime. And guess what? He didn't do anything. And he is half-black. And we all know that. Just for the record, I voted for Obama on his first term. Just so people can get that clear and try to, you know, like, oh, I wonder if he's conservative. No. I, I am not, absolutely not. But I'm also not liberal either. Um, but anyway, like, I'm going to get out. I try not to get into politics because I think it's it's just so corrupted and nonsensical. Um, but so people are, they're, they're pushing this narrative that violence is so much higher. It's like, yes, that's what the media shows, but it's really not. It sucks because we are in this crazy time. And so anything can be magnified and makes people panic even more so. Um, but the reality, there's nothing more beautiful than black and white people and Hispanic and Asian. Everybody gets along. Because they don't want us to get along. Like I said, when I was with my, you know, the Spanish side of my family, that'll never be on the news. That'll never be, hey, look at these two guys, these two kids hanging out. Like me and him, me and Nano bathed together. We were like eight years old. We bathed together. That's family. And we played video games and... and we were at, we knew each other's family, you know, uh, we knew each other's like relatives and, and we went to each other's houses and went on vacations together and we, um, you know, we went all over the place and we never, never cared about any of the other nonsense that people try to bring up. Not that we should be on some bullshit catalog and be used for it, but the reality that's never going to be talked about. There's plenty of good black and white and Spanish and Asian and so on. They're just getting along and bonding and having a good time. You know, whether it's interracial relationships or just friends. And people being adopted into these households and all that. You know, that's stuff's beautiful. But we want to, they want to make it so we just kill each other. There's all these black and white militias going around armed and ready to just tear each other's head off over crap. And we can't let that happen, guys. So when I say all lives matter, it's not to be a dick and say, oh, I'm protesting against their protest or, or the Black Lives Matter protest. No, because Black Lives Matter in all lives matter. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, Jewish, Muslim, you know, p 
plant life, animal life, gay, which is weird that I put it in that order, but you know what I mean? You know, any of transgender, any, any of these lives, they're human, you know, and this is going to be offensive to some people if you don't like words, but you know what? Like we, we're human. We are not niggers. We're human. We are not faggots. We are human. We are not chink, spick, you know, cracker, even if you want to throw that in. We're not, you know, any, insert any offensive word towards anything. Um, you know, the, the disabled, they matter. And... We just like to push aside whatever's different from us. And you know what? Different is what you need. Spice up your life. Don't, don't just sit back and, oh, well, he looks like me. No. Because they're probably going to be the ones that hurt you the most. Sneakily, but they're going to screw you over worse than um, the, you know, the person that you're worried about. The opposite color or gender or whatever. And, you know, I brought up Brandon Hendricks because he was a kid that will never, his story will never be told really. Other than by his family. <laughs> but he's not the only baby dying around here, man. There's too many young kids. I mean, Chicago, New York, all these, in Philly, these, in, in Baltimore. And all these kids are dying. There's one-year-olds being shot through the window. Little girls, like eight years old, dying. How are we going to fix those issues? Well, we can't fix it if we're going to just read, you know, some of these stupid celebrities that are just going on and saying, you know, oh, justice for this and justice for that. Yeah, well, fight for everything. You cannot fight. if you. It's either all or nothing. You either fight for everything or you fight for nothing. And you fight for everyone's rights. And we're so divided because we allow ourselves to be divided. We don't educate ourselves. We don't, you know, we with this cancel culture. We don't listen to intent. We don't listen to the context of anything. We just jump all over things and we want to just rip somebody's head off. You know, we want to, you know, like it back in the day where you could just, you know, hang somebody in front of the townsmen's. It's like, you want to do that right away before you even hear anything. Because you're outraged. What are you outraged about? You don't even really know. Um... So again, all lives matter, including black people, including everyone else. This isn't some exclusion of anyone. How are we going to fix these issues that the planet's hot and animals are dying like crazy? Um, you know, of course, gang violence, police brutality, uh, two million kids go missing every year. How does that happen, guys? It's not. Some crazy method crack, you know, messed up, you know, redneck who lives in, you know, the hills and he's just coming down to the highway and just picking them off and taking them. No, two million is two million. They go missing because there's people high up that are covering this shit. You know, people almost voted Hillary Clinton in last, well, last term, uh, four years ago. And her name is all over that uh, Epstein Island. But you know what? No one wants to talk about that. Because we want to cover that shit up. A lot of your favorite celebrities are delving in a lot of things that you don't even want to admit or to even try to understand. But you should open your mind to. See, our heroes, 
we need we need to change what our heroes really are. There are a lot of people out here that are doing amazing things and sacrificing their well-being and their families' lives for the betterment of people. But we sit around and want to quote lyrics and do all this shit and think, oh, well, they're the ones that are pushing the envelope. No, they're just doing what they're told. You know, and people are like, why are you shitting on LeBron so much? Because LeBron is an absolute idiot. He just he just quotes anything and he'll watch a video and just say, ah, this is how I feel without even really learning. You put on a hoodie and oh, and eat Skittles and just go, ah, I don't even know what's going on. And again, I'm not saying that story was what it was. But even as an analogy, what the media did with, with the Trayvon Martin thing years ago, when when they talked about George Zimmerman, they put it up there as a white Hispanic killed a young black teen. When have you ever seen that? See, it wasn't about some asshole racially profiling. It was about this guy who had some Caucasian DNA in him killing a young black kid for no reason. And so then they divide us again and again, and we never learn. So guys, like, we have to try to learn from each other. Um, we have to love one another and stop hating and being misinformed because we're never, ever going to make it anywhere. If we keep tearing each other's throats out and wanting to kill each other over bullshit. Stop being biased. Just learn. That doesn't mean you're right. It doesn't mean you're wrong. But figure it out. Don't just immediately Google. Like if you're a Republican, you're going to Google why is Trump so amazing. And if you're a Democrat, you're going to vote. You're going to Google why is Trump such a shithead. Be neutral. You know, figure out, get down to the middle. Sorry, guys. I hope I can figure out where I was. <laughs> Good old Rachel called me and um, she, it stopped the uh, audio, but we're resuming. Um, but yeah, like I said, we got we to gotta stop allowing these conflicting um just diversions that are con- constantly cutting us off from wanting to love each other and wanting us to get to get near each other and we have to find some common ground i remember i remember talking i was i was at the break room i know i live in a very pretty white town but there's a lot of black people and stuff here but um and we're we're just talking and i brought up this debate of how similar black and or not black, excuse me, country music and rap music is. And I think I had one person on my side, but it was like six other people that were against me. And I'm like, well, you don't really get it. Like it's very similar. It's just and they would and, and you know, and if I was talking to a bunch of like hip hop heads, like they would say the same damn thing. That's what they call them, hip hop heads. I know it's gross, but that's what they say. Anyway. Um but yeah. And it's only gross because I like rap music and I don't want to be called that. It's just disgusting. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but yeah, so I was saying how similar they are. And I was like, I was like no, I know. And I'm like, okay, so you both like trucks, right? Well, they like, no, yes. They like Escalades. You like F-150s. You know, you guys like women. They like women. You guys 
like guns, they like guns. You guys like weed, they like weed. What's the problem? Yes, there's, you know, the material is different. Some of the things that they're vocalizing about different types of issues, sure. But it's in the same vein. It's it's very similar. And some people kind of was like, yeah, but some of them were just like, eh, that's stupid rap music. And it's like, okay, whatever. But you can't win with that. But you can try. And like I said, educate yourself, guys. Just learn. You don't even have to agree with everything I said on here. <laughs> just learn from each other, man. And don't ever let people dictate how you feel. Be your own person. And yeah, there are shitty people in every culture. There just is. And unfortunately, those are the ones a lot of times we end up bumping into because so so they can, you know, really destroy our reality of what other people really are like. And we all have those feelings. We all have a little racism in us. We all have a little sexism, a little homophobia, a little bit of whatever. Just come to terms with that and admit that. And then when you get to that point, you check yourself and you say, oh, shut up, TJ, shut up, whoever you are. I'm not, that's not how I really feel. It's just negative thoughts just popping in, just like I've had with the depression stuff and all that. Um, But yeah, it's also like my depression, even with this, like bringing it back to me a little bit, like this stuff depresses me, man. It It sucks to see all these good people getting suckered in to this crap that we're this blurred line that we've drawn of what reality is and what we should what should we should act like and who we should be and you know what we all don't need to be the same what makes us different or what what makes humans great is what makes us different And if we all just become these mindless drones and we all say the same thing, look the same way, blah, 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 blah. Because the reality, like the word equality, is, it's a a great, cute theory, but it's never going to happen. You know, you think of yourself, if you're a woman, think of yourself next to a man. Do you feel equal? No, you don't. Do you want to be equal? Yeah, but you know what? Also, being a woman helps you to, you know, to understand in order to make up for those inequities or that you lack or whatever or what you feel that you lack you have to fight harder to get what you want and you earn it to where some people might not um and that goes for black people or gay people or whatever you fight for your shit i fought my whole life i don't judge people but yeah people get on my damn nerves and i i, I get frustrated But I don't point my finger at white people or at whatever. I put my finger at people. People are the problem. You know, I've always been a big advocate of whoever gets to the top of the mountain is the ones who create all these problems for us. So slavery has been going on for a long time and it still exists. Maybe not in America, but it. I mean, we're all still kind of slaves to everything. Like, you know, go ahead and just... Put in a swimming pool in your backyard without getting a permit. You need to you need to get you need to pay somebody and you need to get permission. And that goes for every part of having a house or apartment. Like go ahead, just 
do, do having an apartment. You know, I want to put up more technology. I want to put up a camera out, uh, one of those doorbell cameras. I can't because it's their door. I don't own this. And even if you do own your house, you still have to follow by some rules. So we're all kind of slaves. But in the sense of hard labor and mistreatment and, and rape and all the horrible things that come with it, it still happens. Um, and it's not, a lot of it isn't white people. There are definitely some, but a lot of it isn't. I was just tribes in Africa. Um, yeah, there's just, there's just slums where people are just doing terrible shit to each other. Shit happened back in the Roman times. Slavery's been around forever. White people didn't invent it. They just took it and made it their own and, you know, used it for their own gain. But I'm a big believer in if white people didn't do it, someone else would have. That doesn't mean it's right. It's just meaning what they did was they got to the top of that pyramid. They created all these rules that benefit them and hurt every other, everyone else. I know, Bullet. Don't be racist. He said some things, guys. Don't listen to him. No, you're a good boy. I know. Um, And you just got to... You just got to realize, like, these rules that have been set, you know, slowly we're changing some, and but how are we supposed to do it if we're not together? White people and black people, gay people and straight people, we all need each other. Go ahead. Think that you're going to change something by burning things down or, or yelling. It's never going to happen. And even if on the surface they act like they're caring all of a sudden, they don't. And it's not that they don't care about one group or another. They don't care about any of you. It's all about money, guys. It's all about greed. That's what they care about. You affect that, then they care. And and we still might not have a shot, but you know what? We could, we could damn sure fight for it. But burning things down isn't going to do it either. Um... You know, like I, I, you know, again, back to stupid LeBron, like, oh, they had this little, I'm not going to play basketball thing now. Lasted for 24 hours, if that. And then they're like, well, we're going back on the court. He didn't show anybody anything. If you would have just said, we're not playing, oh, LeBron needs to get his fourth title, so he probably has to come back. No, you know what? How about you just don't play? Show them that you're serious because you're not. Your owners told you to, and I don't, and I mean owners, I mean the owners of the team said, hey, Get back out there and play. We need the money. You need the money. Let's just do this. We need to... Uh, let's put on a show for everybody. In reality, we don't need basketball. <laughs> this thing, we don't need any other sports. And I'm a sports guy. Um, But yeah, guys, like there's too many things that are just manipulated. And they, they tell us how we need to feel. And we never push back. Or most people don't. We just sit and do what we're told. And I'm tired of being that person. I'm tired of just falling by other people's rules that I know are corrupt and, and just ignorant. And, and you know, anytime you do something the opposite, you get vilified for it. As I said, Martin Luther King's quote of judge a person by their, the content of their character and not by the color of their skin is what you should live by. And he couldn't do it by himself. He opened eyes. But he couldn't do it by himself. Just like none of us can. And yeah, there's some rules that were created to benefit certain people. 
You want them changed? You also need those people. So, guys, like I said, I know I ranted. I apologize. I love y'all. Um, sorry for the language, but I'm also not sorry. Because if you listen to the context and the content and the content of what I'm trying to do here, I'm doing nothing but respecting and caring about every culture in person. Because I'm tired of seeing us go to war for stupid shit. You know? Like, we, we, we like to praise America and how great we are. But you know what? All we do is wreck other people's cultures. And we we tell them what they should do with their their flags and their, you know, way of living. You know, we praise our soldiers. And it's like, yeah, what they do is noble. But they also, how many countries have we tried to blow off the map? You know, Pearl Harbor was terrible. But guess what? So was Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And that was even worse. We killed a shitload of people that had nothing to do with that war. And so we just do these terrible things. And we just say, wow, it's in the name of good. What is good? Tell me. Killing thousands of people is okay? As long as, you know, we get our get back? No. That is not okay. Not by me, anyway. If you accept that, that's your way of thinking. But that's not what I accept. We should not kill people because we want oil or because someone attacked us first. If we were the better man or we were the better country, we would have changed. We would have done it a lot differently. Do I have an answer for that? No, but, you know, you can't just, you know, what is it? Two wrongs don't make a right. I'm not saying we shouldn't fight. I'm just saying we gotta. We also gotta. Sometimes you could fight without fighting. Somebody calls you a, a, a an ignorant word. Yeah, you always want to break their jaw. I get it. I've been there. I've hit a few people because of that. It's not right. Educate them. Break them down. Make them feel insignificant by being educated and you know, or ignore them. Don't even give them the time of day. As Miss Johnson always said, don't let don't let them run space in your head. <laughs> she used to say it to me all the time, and it it it's so damn true. I love that. And um, so yeah, guys, like I said, I know I've been trying to get to the end here, but it's like my third time doing it, and certain things happen, inter- interruptions, and so on. But uh, again, guys, I love you. I'm so happy that I'm getting people from different places and I'm 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 very grateful to have these stories and and to have different cultures in my life and to know you know everyone that I've gotten to know over the years um and hope to get to know more of you and 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 whoever's out there whether they listen to the podcast or not um so if you just take my message please just know I'm not I'm not out here spreading hatred like most people. I just want everyone to literally get along. As corny as it is, sometimes things that are corny just get oversaturated and overused. But because they're never meant, you know, in context, they're never used the right way. They're just used because they sound cute. Um, So, yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to end this. Um, the last thing is going to be at the end here. I'm going to play some George Carlin clips. One of my favorite people ever. Uh, brilliant man. And he's going to talk about some things that I talked about in here. Very topical. Um, 
thank you guys again. Uh, it means a lot. Please just keep listening. This is the last time I'm going to talk about this specific topic because I just needed to get this off my chest. And we'll go back to doing um, some more interviews and, um, you know, trying to inspire people. I mean, I guess this is part of that, too. If you really think about it, it makes sense with everything that's going on and what I'm about. But, um, yeah, guys, take care and uh, see you guys next week. Bye. So, here, guys, I'm going to play some clips of George Carlin here. Um He's, he was just ahead of his time, honestly. Oh, he's, he's, he's just brilliant. He's one of the greatest comics ever, but he's just one of the greatest motivational speakers. Um, so I'm going to play a few clips, and then episode will end. Thanks, guys. It's the old American double standard. You know, say one thing, do something different. And, of course, the country is founded on the double standard. That's our history. We were founded on a very basic double standard. This country was founded by slave owners who wanted to be free. Am I right? A group of slave owners who wanted to be free. So they killed a lot of white English people in order to continue owning their black African people so they could wipe out the rest of the red Indian people and move west and steal the rest of the land from the brown Mexican people, giving them a place to take off and drop their nuclear weapons on the yellow Japanese people. You know what the motto... You know what the motto of this country ought to be? You give us a color, we'll wipe it out. Now, if all of this begins to put you in mind of so-called politically correct language or politically correct speech, excuse me, uh, then you and I are on the same track. So let's visit that playground of guilty white liberals, the land of the politically correct. In recent years, the PC folks have found some new ways of shading the truth in order to make people feel better, especially minorities. One of the newer phrases making the rounds is happens to be. He happens to be black. I have a friend who happens to be black. Oh, I see, yes, yes. Like it's an accident, you know. Happens to be black. Yes, he happens to be black. I see, I see, I see. He had two black parents. Yes, that's right, two black parents. Yes. I, see. I see. And they had sex? Oh, indeed they did. I see. So where does the surprise part come in? I should think it would be more unusual if he just happened to be Scandinavian. Another favorite uh, term, recently favorite term, is openly, openly gay. I have a friend who's openly gay, but that's the only minority they use that for. You know, you wouldn't say someone was openly black. Well, maybe James Brown. James Brown, yes. Or, or Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan is openly black. Colin Powell is not openly black. Colin Powell is openly white. He just happens to be black. (laughs) And, And while we're at it, when did the word urban become synonymous with the word black? Did I sleep through this, perhaps? Urban styles, urban trends, urban music. I was not consulted on this at all again. Didn't get an email, didn't get a fax, didn't get a postcard. That's fine, let them go. 
So, I would like to tell you how I handle some of these speech issues concerning minorities. First of all, I say black. I say black because most black people prefer black. I don't say people of color because it's dishonest. It means precisely the same thing as colored people, which is an insult. So if you're not willing to say colored people, you shouldn't be willing to say people of color. And besides, to me, the whole idea of color seems a bit specious, really. I mean, what should we call white people? People of no color? Isn't, isn't pink a color? And in fact, white people are not really white at all. They're different shades of pink and olive and beige. In other words, they're colored. <laughs> And, and black people are rarely black. I see mostly various shades of brown and tan, and in fact, some light-skinned uh, black people are darker than the darkest white people. I'm sorry, lighter than the darkest white people. Look how dark the people in India are. They're dark brown, but they're considered white. May I see the color chart, please? <laughs> people of color is an awkward phrase that obscures meaning rather than enhancing it. What shall we call fat people? People of size? <laughs> I also don't say African-Americans. I find it cumbersome and confusing. Which part of Africa are we talking about? Egypt? Egypt is in Africa, but Egyptians aren't black. They're like the people in India. They're dark brown white people, but they're Africans. So why wouldn't an Egyptian citizen who becomes a, I'm sorry, an Egyptian who becomes a U.S. citizen be called an African-American? The same would apply to South Africa. Suppose a white racist from South Africa becomes an American citizen. Couldn't he call himself an African-American? <laughs> If for no other reason than just to bother black people. <laughs> and, and what about a black person born in South Africa who becomes an American citizen? Is he an African-American or is he a South African-American? Or is he simply a South African-American, African-American? <laughs> you know, it's just so much more tedious liberal labeling. Liberals should be taught that labels divide people. And I think we could probably do with fewer labels, not more. Now... Uh, one more group, the Indians. I call them Indians because that's what they are. They're the Indians. There's nothing wrong with the word. First of all, it's important to know that uh, Indian, that word probably does not derive from Columbia believing, uh, Columbus believing he had uh, reached India in 1492. India was called Hindustan. More likely, the word derives from Columbus's description of the people he found here. He was an Italian who spoke, spoke very poor Spanish, and in his written accounts, he called the Indians una gente indios, a people in God. In God, Indios, Indians. It's a perfectly noble thing. And I simply can't justify this awkward phrase, Native Americans. First of all, they're not natives. They came here from Asia over the Bering Land Bridge. In fact, there are no natives anywhere in the world. Everyone is from somewhere else. All people are refugees, immigrants, or aliens. If there are natives anywhere, it would have to be people still living in the Great Rift Valley in Africa. So everyone is just visiting. So much for native. As far as calling them Americans is concerned, well, how can I say this? We steal their hemisphere, destroy 500 cultures, kill 20 million, stick the rest of them on the worst land we can find, and then as a special bonus, we name them after ourselves. It's, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. The truth is, most Indians are insulted by the term Native American. The American Indian movement will tell you that. If you wish to please Indians, try calling them by their traditional names, Pawnee, Mohawk, Navajo, Seminole, and so on. Reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. 
The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. You know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. There you go, guys. George Carlin. Goddamn icon. Um, thank you guys again, and, uh, yeah, see you guys next week.